And welcome back to The Word Encounter, episode 89. Uh, we concluded with Job chapter 5 yesterday. So let's pick it up in chapter 6. Uh, as, we call, as we recall, at the end of chapter 5, or in chapter 5, chapter 4 and 5, basically, Eliphaz is, 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 is coming at Job, okay? So Job has defended himself in previous chapters, and then Eliphaz, one of his three friends, is coming at him. And so now in chapter 6, Job is going to respond to Eliphaz. And so let's skip down to verse uh, 6. I find this very interesting. It says, um, is bland food eaten without salt? Is there flavor in an egg white? I refuse to touch them. They are like contaminated food. What is Job saying to Eliphaz? He's essentially saying, your advice is trash. <laughs> your advice is like bland food. Your advice is like Ed Wikes. It's like contaminated food. It's meaningless to me. And so again, we find in this book that there's very poetic language used by everybody. You know, analogies, metaphors, and everything is being used. In verse 8 it says, uh, this is Job talking again. If only my request would be granted and God would provide what I hope for, that he would decide to crush me and unleash his power and cut me off. So again, we're, we're experiencing Job's anguish. You know, he's in so much pain. And um, he's just saying, Lord, take me out of here. Why am I even here? <clears throat> In verse 11, he says, what strength do I have that I should continue to hope? What is my future that I should be patient? This is like the epitome of, of hopelessness. You know, Job is, uh, and there's a degree with probably, I mean, with due cause, but there's a degree of like wallowing in here. He's just wallowing in his misery. And then we see in uh, verse 14, a despairing man should receive loyalty from his friends, even if he abandons the fear of the Almighty. And so, uh, you know, Job is, 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 is processing what his friend is telling him as, um, as, as disloyalty. He's processing it. You know, you're not helping that. You're not helping me. You're coming at me. You know, we're supposed to be boys and you're coming at me. And so this is how Job is processing things. Again, he is just everything I, I can imagine at this phase in his life and everything is just negative. Everything that's come across his way is just he processes everything is negative. And after all he's lost, I mean, who can blame him, really? In uh, verse 24, Job says, teach me and I will be silent. Help me understand what I did wrong. How painful honest words can be, but what does your rebuke rebu rebu prove? Do you think that you can disprove my words? And so Job is telling his friend, look, teach me. I'll be silent, but say something worth saying. <laughs> you know, help me understand. What did I do wrong? You guys are just assuming I did something wrong, but you're not saying it with any detail what exactly it was I did wrong. And then he says, do you think you can do, uh, disprove my words? In other words, do you think that you can prove that what I'm telling you, I did nothing wrong, isn't true? And, and, and his friends can't do that because they don't know. They're just assuming. In verse 6, it says, my days pass more swiftly than the weaver's shuttle. They come, in, uh, they, they come to an end without hope. Remember that my life is but a breath. My eye will never see anything good. If it isn't obvious that he has given up, it should be. He has just given up. In verse 11, 
therefore, I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish. Um, I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. And so he's telling his friends, I'm going to keep talking the way I'm talking. It doesn't matter what you say. This is what the deal is. And so I'm going to keep talking. In verse 17, and now he's talking to God. He's saying, what is a mere human that you think so highly of him and pay so much attention to him? You inspect him every morning and put him to the test every moment. Will you ever look away from me or leave me alone long enough to swallow? And so Job thinks that he's in the crosshairs of God. And God will not leave him alone. Will you ever look away from me long enough for you to swallow? Will you ever give me just a, a, a smidgen of a second, <laughs> you know, to not suffer this pain? In verse 20, Job says, if I have sinned, what have I done to you, watcher of humanity? <laughs> I mean, why have you made me your target so that I have become a burden to you? And sometimes I think a lot of us feel this way when we're going through pain and anguish and despair. And it's like, you know, essentially saying, God, what have I done? Why, why are you punishing me? What, what, you know, show me what, so I can correct it. What, what's going on here? Then we move on to chapter 8. And Bildad, his friend, uh, starts to speak. Now it's Bildad's turn. So Eliphaz spoke. Now Bildad is going to speak. Then Bildad replied, how long will you go on saying these things? Your words are a blast of wind. Does God pervert justice? Does the Almighty pervert what is right? Since your children sinned against him, he gave them over to their rebellion. Wow. And so this is one of his boys, his friends, telling him essentially, look, your children, I don't know what they did, but obviously they sinned against the Lord. So he gave them over to their rebellion. He, he killed them. He allowed them to die. That's essentially what Bildad is telling Job. And I, I guess I'd have to call him the question how tight they are after saying something like that. I, I don't think I could ever say that, even if I believed it to be true. I don't believe I could ever say that to a friend of mine with regard to something uh, tragic that would have happened to a family member. But this is what Bildad said. And in verse 5, he said, um, but if you earnestly seek God and ask the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure and upright, then he will move even now on your behalf and restore the home where your righteousness dwells. Then, even if your beginnings were modest, your final days will be full of prosperity. And so here we are seeing the underlying belief of all of uh, Job's friends. The underlying belief is if you do right, then you will receive prosperity. And so, and to a certain extent, I mean, that has some justification in the word. Um, but they're not seeing, obviously, the whole picture because this isn't always true. You know, a lot of times people, ungodly people prosper. You know, it's a question that man has asked forever. You know, how come it seems like the godly get persecuted and the ungodly prosper? And, um, and, and, and so this isn't always the case, what his friends are believing to be true. And so it is, it is uh, upon this belief that they are making their assumptions with regard to what Job has done or, or hasn't done with regard to his uh, dedication uh, to the Lord. And so, but they've just assumed that he sinned and uh, he just doesn't know what it is. And the sooner he finds out and repents for it, then the better off he's going to be. That's their assumption. In verse 20, it says, look, 
God does not reject a person of integrity. He will not support evildoers. He will yet fulfill, he will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips uh, with a shout of joy. Your enemies will be clothed with shame. The tent of the wicked will no longer uh, exist. And so <clears throat> he's, he's, this is kind of a ray of hope, right? Because he's telling, he's essentially, I believe, he's telling Job, look, you, you, you did something. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it was, but you're a man of integrity, you know? And so essentially, you know, God is going to restore laughter and joy to your life. And, um, and it's going to be fine. That's essentially kind of my interpretation of what Bill Dad is telling him. In chapter 9 and verse 1, then Job answered, Yes, I know what you have said is true, but how can a person be justified before God? And so Job is coming into a, 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 a degree of agreement with Bill Dad, but he's saying, How can I justify, essentially, how can I justify myself before God? What can I do? In verse 3, if one wanted uh, to take him to court, he could not answer God. He could not answer God once in a thousand times. And so, saying <clears throat> you can't. First of all, you can't take God to court. But if you could, it would be useless. And then it says uh, in verse four, uh, God is wise and all powerful. Who uh, who has opposed him and come out unharmed? And so Job is. These are logical questions. He's like, how can I go and state my case before the Lord when He's all powerful and all wise and all knowing? I got no shot. Drop down to verse 14. Uh, Job says, How then can I answer him or choose my arguments against him? Even if I were in the right, I could not answer. I can only beg my judge for mercy. If I summon him and he answered me, I do not believe um, he would pay attention to what I said. He batters me with a whirlwind and multiplies my wounds without cause. And so... Uh, <laughs> Job is kind of stating his um, his his assumed integrity. He he's, he's he's stating, look, I've done nothing, but I can't bring the Lord to court. He can batter me like a whirlwind without cause. I've done nothing yet, you know. I'm just getting getting my butt kicked here, and I can't do anything about it. In verse 21, he says, "Though I am blameless, I no longer care about myself." I renounce my life. <laughs> Good Lord. And so <clears throat> we're just seeing in all different kind of ways from all different kind of directions that Job is just like, no he no longer wants to live. He just wants this to be over. He wants the pain to cease. Verse 29, verse 29 he says, I know you will not acquit me. Uh, equip I know you will not acquit me since I uh, will be found guilty. Why should I struggle in vain? He says, look, I know I'm, you're not going to let me off the hook. And, and so for me struggling trying to get off the hook is useless. So I'm not. Verse 32, for he is not a man like me that I can answer him, that we can take each other to court. There is, and this is interesting, verse 33, there is no mediator between us to lay his hand on both of us. Now, to me, this is kind of prophetic. You know, he says there is no mediator between us. That's exactly what Jesus is. He's a mediator. He's a mediator. Obviously, Jesus hasn't come on the scene yet, but it seems like that Joe may have been having some foresight or some prophetic vision into what was to come. <clears throat> in chapter 10 and verse 1, 
He goes on, I am disgusted with my life. I will give vent to my complaint and speak in bitterness of my soul and speak in the bitterness of my soul. Poetry. I will say to God, uh, do not declare me guilty. Let me know why you prosecute me. So, don't, don't, so it's like sometimes you get the impression that Job has given up. And then other times you get the impression that, okay, he's trying to state his case and he's kind of bouncing between not knowing what to do, confused. <clears throat> and he says, uh, let me know why you pr prosecute me. And if I drop down further to verse 7, it says, even though you know that I'm not wicked. And so uh, Job is stating, like, Lord, you know my, essentially, you know my heart. You know I'm not wicked. What did I do? What did I do? In verse 8, it says, your hands shape me and form me. Will you now turn and destroy me? Please remember that you form me like clay. Will you now return me to dust? He says, look, God, you are my creator. You made me. You formed me. You fashioned me. You've done all of these things. Are you just going to destroy me and turn me to dust? In verse 18, he says, why did you bring me out of the womb? I should have died and never been seen. I wish I had never existed, uh, but had been carried from the womb to the grave. <laughs> I mean, his pain is so deep and so troublesome and so bothersome that he just says, if I had to be born, if I, if I, if I uh, was not terminated in the womb, if I had to be born, then why couldn't I essentially just be stillborn and just carried directly to the grave instead of having to go through this? So then in chapter 11, his third friend, Zophar, it's time for him to speechify. <laughs> and so then it says, uh, then Zophar replied, uh, should this abundance of words go unanswered and such a talker be acquitted? <laughs> Jeez. Should your babbling put others to silence so that you can keep on ridiculing uh, with no one to humiliate you? And so, so far as essentially saying, should you continue on talking and talking and talking and we have to sit here and listen to this and, and nobody should come back and, and put you to shame? Is, is that what you're trying to do, Job? He says in verse four, you have said my teaching is sound and I am pure in your sight. But if only God would speak and open his lips against you, he would show you the secrets of his wisdom. Uh, for true wisdom has two sides. Uh, know then that God has chosen to overlook some of your iniquity. And so, you know, iniquity is like just um, unholy behavior. And so he's essentially saying that know, uh, know then that God has chosen to overlook some of your unholy behavior. Again, making the assumption that Job did something wrong because, again, they were not privy to this dialogue between God and Satan. We drive down to verse 11. It says, surely he knows which people are worthless. If he sees iniquity, will he not take note of it? In other words, Job, he's obviously seen iniquity in you. That's why you have suffered all these things. I mean, to, to, to Zophar, it's, it's clear. You know, you, you, can't, you can't really tell him anything else because it's clear to him what the deal is. And then it says, uh, as for you, if you redirect your heart and spread out your hands to him in prayer, if there is iniquity in your hand, remove it uh, and don't allow injustice to dwell in your tents. 
Then you will hold your head high, free from fault. You will be firmly established and unafraid, for you will forget your suffering, recalling it only as water that has flowed by. Your life will be brighter than noonday. Its darkness will be like the morning. And he says, you know, uh, if you redirect your heart and spread out your hands to him in prayer. So again, he's saying, look, if you will just essentially tell God, I acknowledge that I did wrong and I'm sorry. But Job can't do that because he doesn't know what he did wrong. And so and 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 he doesn't believe he's done anything wrong. And according to what we've read thus far, he hasn't done anything wrong. And so then in chapter 12, now uh, Job replies to Zophar. Then Job answered, no doubt you are the people with wisdom. Uh, no doubt you are the people and wisdom will die with you. <laughs> In other words, Job is saying, no doubt you know everything. And if it weren't for you, if you weren't here, then nobody would know anything. <laughs> but I also have a mind like you. I am not inferior to you. Who doesn't know the things you are talking about? So Job is saying, you haven't said anything that I don't know. I know all of this. You're not educating me on anything. You know, and then uh, if we go over to chapter 13, in verse 1, he says, look, my eyes have seen all this. My ears have heard and, underst and understood it. Everything you know, I also know. I am not in fear to you. Yet I prefer to speak to the Almighty and argue my case before God. You use lies like plaster. You are all worthless healers. <laughs> if only you would shut up and let that be your wisdom. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Job says, if only you would shut up and let that be your wisdom. Now that is not without uh that is not without some justification. Because in Proverbs, let me see, let me look this up right quick. Proverbs 37, no, no, no. Proverbs 17. Uh let's see. Proverbs 17, 28. If I go there, what does Proverbs 17, 28 say? Um it says, even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent, discerning when he seals his lips. And so Proverbs is, is, is ratifying what Job is saying. If only you would shut up and let that be your wisdom. And so, because um, he's tired of hearing their nonsense. As we go on to verse 12, it says, uh, your memorable sayings are Proverbs of ash. <laughs> your defenses are made of clay. And so... Job is, is, is not accepting anything that any of his friends are saying. He's rejecting everything, and rightfully so. I mean, his, his friends have made assumptions, and uh, a lot of things that they have said is true, but it's not applicable in Job's situation. Uh, in verse 15, he says, Even if it kills me, I will hope in him, and I will still defend my ways before him. And so he's talking about God. He says, even if it kills me, I will keep my hope in God, even though I don't understand what's going on in my life, why he's doing this to me. Because, again, Job is making the assumption also that God is doing something to him. He says, I will keep my hope in him, yet I will still defend my ways. <clears throat> yes, this will result uh, in my deliverance, for no godless person can appear before him. Pay close attention to my words. Let my declaration ring in your ears. Now then, I have prepared my case. I know that I am right. Can anyone indict me? If so, I will be silent and die. Only grant these two things to me, God, 
so that I will not have to hide from your presence. Remove your hand from me and do not let your terror frighten me. And so, uh, well, let's drop down to verse 23 here. Uh, How many inequities and sins have I committed? Reveal to me my transgression and sin. Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Again, this is something that I believe a lot of us come across in our walk with the Lord. And when we start questioning things and why they've happened to us and why do you think I'm your enemy? You know, I'm, I'm trying to do, you know, your will and, and whatnot. And so Job, I think, is, is, is voicing a lot of things that we would voice or think if we were in his situation. And so with that, we will conclude for the day and we'll pick it up in uh, chapter 14 tomorrow. Everybody have a terrific day. Bye-bye now.